All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome y'all here this weekend. I know y'all used to have been uh, every first Saturday. There were some complications, so we're here tonight. That's right, Sunday, but we're still going to get it done. Boy, Dove seems on my sister Nina Purple. Let's talk about it. Domestic fire bullying. They both run neck and neck. One of the um, most, un- actually most undealt with epidemics in the world nowadays. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to holler at my sister see what's going on in her world before we get to the lines. But uh, y'all sit tight. I see y'all on the lines. We'll be with y'all in a second. What's up, my sister? Nothing much, man. This show is much needed because, you know, I just did a promo for my documentary that's coming out January 12th, and it got almost 4,000 views. And it's like a lot of people been sharing the promo video and, and comment on my post about it. I just want, like, everybody to call in tonight and give me your, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, your reviews on what you think, you know, and I hope to see everybody in the place on January the 12th because it's free, and I just want everybody to come and get healed and get saved and, you know, just, man, just be on a team with me to fight more for domestic violence awareness and yeah, let's do it. So that's that's what's going on in my world. I'm having a great day so far. Yeah, what's, what's going up, on man. in your world? What's up? Well, man, you know, um, I was preparing for the underground power hour, but first things first, man. You know, we got to. This is like a must, a must do. You know, this is where we um we spreading the word about an awareness of domestic violence, bullying. Um, a lot of people. One guy actually, I was like, well. If it's domestic violence, what's it got to do with bullying? I said, well, what do you think domestic violence is? You know, he could he didn't grasp it, but a lot of people don't get it. Domestic violence is, is a form of bullying. You know, it, it's, it's trying to gain control, trying to um, it's basically dominance over somebody, you know, bullying. And we're going to be addressing both, all, both of those issues and anything that come along with it. You know, we got the lines. The lines is um we got the callers sitting here waiting on waiting to speak. So um, you know, we're not gonna waste no time. Just let you know you're tuning into the full time national award winning PUT radio. This is let's talk about it. My divide domestic violence. The season in the purpose. You wanna go to the line or you got something else you wanna ride on? Uh uh-uh, let's go to the line. All right, all right. Caller, whenever you hear you are unmuted, that is you. State your name. Where you call them from? Let's see what we got first. Okay. This is your name and where you call them from? This is Yolanda Carter, and I'm from Chicago. Oh. Hey, Yolanda. Hey, Carter. What's up, my sister? Hey, how y'all guys doing today? Fine. We're fine. Wonderful. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you ladies talk. I'm gonna sit here and handle the the technical um situation. I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let you ladies talk, and every now and then I'll jump in. But y'all go ahead and handle y'all business, ladies. Okay. Yes. Thank you for calling in, sister. So, what's on your mind today? What do you want to? So, first of all, you you have you seen my promo video? 
Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And your promo video brought me to tears because it just it's really um it's a great thing for people to really see this because like I say all the time, we are visionary people. You can tell someone till it's blue in the face, get saved, get out saved and until you really actually see it unfold right before your eyes. That's when the change comes. Um, we, I think it's a very phenomenal thing that you're doing. Uh, it's very well needed because uh, it, it has to be put out here. People really are suffering, and they're suffering in silence. So we need to get this stuff like this out. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. So hopefully, yeah, I will see you. Yeah, yes, yes, you in the place. What you say? I said, hopefully, we'll see you in the place January twelfth. Yes, you will. You will definitely see me. I will definitely be in the building. Yes, I will. So, yes. what do you have any advice, or do you have anything that you want to tell someone that's going through it right now that doesn't have to? the sound to put to their testimony or the sound, you know, to give voice to their stories, what would you tell them? Okay, well, first of, all, to leave. first of all, we uh, cannot tell a person just to get out because it's not safe. First of all, you have to have a safety plan to put in place. And a lot of people will tell people, well, just put it in the past. You you know, you don't you can move on. But it's just it's not as easy as people think it is. And because of that, because of the, the danger in it and the severity of the trauma and the person that they're dealing with, you cannot just say, Well, I'm gonna get up and I have to go because it does not it's not gonna work out to your favor in that way. And a lot of times we just feel as though, um, you don't need to be in that situation just so you need to let it go. Uh, you're stronger than that. Life goes on. No, you cannot tell people these kind of things. And see, the thing is that the people that tell people this kind of stuff is someone that has never experienced the domestic violence or any type of trauma in their lives. So it's easy for the outside looking in to say, oh, yeah, you just weak. You can get up and go. It's not as easy. Like a lot of times we, we, we stay. The reason why we stay is for various reasons. We stay for the children, the lack of, the lack of uh, you know, having stability. We stay because we think that they're going to harm myself, not only myself, my whole, my family. So we have to put it in perspective when we um, make an escape plan. We have to be safe as possible. You don't just get up and go. You have to create a plan. You have to put it in motion. You have to trust somebody that you can only trust, but you can't tell everybody what you're doing. So that's very important. Don't never just up and leave because that's very, very dangerous, especially if you know that the person or whomever you are dealing with are in a position where they are have that much power to be able to carry out what they say. And we remember Remember, when somebody says they're going to do something to you, remember, they're going to do it. So don't never trust. How was that one person? Oh, no, he's not going to do anything to me. He loves me. I'm not worried about him. People kept telling me, Yolanda, you have to be careful with this person. And I was like, no, he ain't going to do nothing to me. I ain't worried about him. But trust and believe, March 22, 2016, my life has changed for the rest of my life. So, yes, I, I want people to know that, please, um, get out as safe as possible. You 
have uh, uh, there's a lot of brochures out here, a lot of safe haven homes and confidentiality. You have these 1-800 numbers. We have um, Metropolitan Family Service. We have uh, a lot of different services for women to go through. And if you feel like you're in danger and you could just, you know, I like I know sometimes people don't like to just actually tell people what they're going through, but a lot of times we have to watch their their um, behaviors. We have to watch how their body movement, how their language is, um, the gestures. Maybe they, you know, not wanting to tell you, but they want you to figure it out. So that's a lot of times what people do too, because they don't just don't want you to, you know, just they don't want to actually just tell it to you. They want you to figure it out. So that's why we want to help people to get out of these bad situations. And another reason, another thing I was asked is that we, you know, get all the resources, how to stay away, how to uh, get out of the situation. But no one has ever told no one how to not get into that type of relationship with that type of person. So it's it's a catch-22. Yeah, because a lot of times we mistake love for lust, and that's what we do, and we really be thinking that we love uh, the person, love him, or, but it's not love. It's lust, man. You just be in, in love with the fact of what he can give to you at that time, not knowing that he's grooming you for his bull crap to get you ready for what he's about to do to you, you know what I'm saying? So. Let everybody know on March the 22nd, 2016, what actually happened to you, because you are a survivor and you are one of my purple sisters. Well, March 22nd, 2016, my life had changed for the rest of my life. I fell victim of a traumatic assault um, by the hands of my now incarcerated ex-boyfriend. He brutally beat me with a hammer and left me to die in my very own bed. And not only if it was not for my son to come to my rescue to save me, I would not be here today. So I give all praises to God first and allowing my son also to react the way he did. But, yes, I thought that because of all the charm and peace that he did for me, he did not put his hands on me on a regular or anything to that nature. He was just more so a verbal, uh, mentally, emotionally uh, person that would just try to break me down, but I felt that I was very strong. I was not going to allow him to just tell me what I can do and when I can't do it. I didn't feel as though I had to have permission to get up and move around when I needed to go places. So, yes, I fell into that victim and not knowing that I was going to become a victim because no one could have ever told me that this person that I thought that was the best man in the whole wide world. But a lot of after the fact, learning the behaviors, the warning signs, the red flags, all those warning signs were there. I seen them. But I didn't know that's what they were because I thought that was normal behavior from couples. I'm thinking that the people we argued that was normal. When you call me names, but of course, 
when a person calls you the B word, when they call you, they try to belittle you and say things, they accuse you. I was accused of things that I know I didn't do and what I say that would make me angry, but that still wasn't enough. Man had to throw my phone down the alley. He threw alcohol on me. He did so much in the beginning, and I should have said enough is enough. I still stayed because I felt that he wasn't putting his hands on me, so I wasn't in a abusive relationship because I felt that I had it under control. But no, don't never, never misunderstand abuse. That is abuse. And I just said no, that's what it was because I felt that he wasn't putting his hands on me. So don't never think that because a person is not putting their hands on you that you're not being abused. That you are definitely, I was under all the signs of being abused. I was. But the only thing that he didn't do was just take a punch me in the face at that particular time until that March 22nd when he took that hammer to my head and crushed my skull and broke every bone in my left side of my face, and I lost my eyes. And they had to put braces on my teeth to build the bones back. But God, to be the glory, I'm alive. And I just want people to know that, please, if you see something, you say something, if you know anyone that is going through some situations like this and you're thinking that, no, it's not, we have to know that we have to learn to the telltale signs, the warning signs, and all those warning signs were there. But I just didn't, I just didn't you know, get any attention because of all the good things. And God bless you. Yes, 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 yes. God bless you, sister. And we're so glad that you're alive because you're here with us today. Like I said, you're my purple sister. I'm so glad to have met you. And, uh, man, God, 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 hey, he got you. You here. You here. He got me. And I'll have to have more surgery next month. I'll be going in. So please, everyone, keep me in your prayers. I'll be going in for another reconstructive surgery. Um, they have to remove the rest of the hardware. I had a face full of metal. But because our bodies don't do well with foreign objects, they have to remove it. And then bones that never healed, they're going to have to remove those bones and replace them with more bones and then do a whole new job structure and the whole nine yards, but I am blessed to be alive, to share my story, and to help bring awareness and to make people know that it's okay to speak up and speak out. You have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sister, for calling in and sharing your story. I so appreciate you. I really, really do. I love you so much. Um, yeah. So we, uh, if you don't have to get off the line, you can stay on and listen to the rest of the show, so we can get to the rest of the callers. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. So like I said, don't get off the line. Just stay. Dub, you want to say something to my side sister? Yeah. I just, I just want to say, um, when I, when I first met you and and I heard the story, man, it, it kind of, it was, it was. It was unbelievable stuff because you was telling me the story and you were standing directly in front of me. And I'm like, you know, just just outright, I'm just being honest. My, I was like, how in the hell did you live through that? But you did, I'm about a great God. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I commend everything that you're doing. And every day that you share your message, I feel it's very important because somewhere there's a young lady or a young man, because men deal with it as well. Yeah. 
There's, there's a male or a man or a woman somewhere that's dealing with it and really don't know who to talk to, how to come out, or what to say. And every time yeah. somebody makes awareness known, they, they give them the option that, hey, it's okay to bring it out. It's nothing to be embarrassed about because it happens right. to them multiple So first, I just want to on your entire journey. And, um, hey, stay in touch with me and, you know, let me, you know, keep me, keep me in, the, in the realms of what's going down with you. Okay, oh, Yolanda, before, before you go, do me a favor. Do me a big old favor. Give everybody the link to the, to the news articles and stuff that they can go see your story okay. on so they can know who you are. Okay, most definitely. Well, the, the first one is WGNnews.com. You left me in a pool of blood to die. You have to write that in, WGNnews.com. You left me in a pool of blood to die. Just get that link. The second link is for the, it's under the um, Mercy Hospital, um, uh, you know, the event that happened with the Mercy Hospital. So that link is attached to that, and that was uh, Channel 7 news clip. So you will definitely see that under Yolanda Carter. And also, uh, I can uh, give also my domestic violence self-help and prevention tool, which is a book that I um, wrote, well, um, that I have. Um, it's called One Eye Witness. And um, the website is www dot one eye witness dot com and um the reason why the name is one eye witness is because I was left with one eye and my son being the only eyewitness in the home. So that was just a blessing that my son was at home at the time and I'm still here today. Well God bless you sister. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. All right, my sister, you be blessed. All right. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to, to the four-time National Award winning POET Radio. This here is Let's Talk About It, um, Domestic Violence and Bullying. That was our Yolanda Carter. Um, wow. That was the very first time she ever told me that story, man. I just, I was standing there in, like, disbelief, like, wow, how is she... How did how did it happen? But you know, when it's when when God is intervening, we deal with things. And a lot of people say, if God is so real, why is this happening? You know, every everything happens. I'm not saying it in a bad way, but everything happens for a reason. And for whatever the reason is, we may never know. Um, man, God is on her side. That's all I can say. She's here. She's she's a living witness. Her testimony is strong, and she's getting putting it out there, and it's just like her and, and um, my sister Nina Purple that dealt with these things, um, wow, I, all I can say is, man, um, I, I tip my hat to you, ladies, you know, guys go through it too, man, but I just can't, I, I can't really fathom the thought of, I mean, if, if I was a woman, I'd probably, I mean, just a woman, a man is already stronger than most women. And to have some some guy that that you really can't control or whatever, that's just scary. The thought of it is scary. So, so each situation is different. But man, um, my heart go out to all you ladies. But um, we gonna go to the next caller, sis. If you if you ready for the next caller, you got something else you want to say? Uh-uh, go ahead. 
Wow, man. Okay. Caller, if you hear you are unmuted, that is you. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Hello. Hi, my name is Taylor Cathy. I'm from New York State. You say that again? I'm from New York State. What's your name again? New York State. Your name. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, my name is Taylor. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You from New York State and your name is New York State? Wow. <laughs> I was about to say, that's dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, are you a rapper? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, we thank you for calling me. I'm going to let my son take over this here. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. How are you? Thank you for so much for calling in from New York. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me on. No problem. <laughs> so are you uh, a domestic violence survivor, or have you been affected by domestic violence in any kind of way, or bullying? Um, I am a survivor of domestic bullying by a friend. I was in an emotionally abusive friendship for four months. And, well, I saw your flyer today from my friend, and I decided to come on because I wanted to share my story and maybe possibly read one of my poems to you guys. Go ahead. Okay. Um, First, I want to start off with my story. Um, All my life, I have known about emotional and verbal abuse, so it was always difficult for me to know the signs of when someone truly cares about me or when someone is truly means what they say, they just think I'm a piece of garbage. This year I became friends with someone online and at first the friendship was starting off cool. We had a good connection. The deeper I got into the friendship with him, I started to see that he's got, he's got a lot of problems. He's got serious issues to the point where I've been called out of my name by him. I was called an autistic bitch. I was called trash, garbage, and that I should get back on the short butt to kill myself. And every other time he would come back and say, I'm very sorry, I will never ever trip on you like that again. I'll never do that again. But it became more and more where I was being verbally attacked for something. If I didn't pick up the phone or if I'm not answering or I didn't do something, it was every other day. I felt like I was walking on eggshells just to make sure this man did not blow up on me. Now, he had a woman, and she was there when this happened. He would yell at me and all this stuff, and he would go back and yell at her like, you're not on my side, you stupid bitches, why are you doing this? I'm just going to destroy all of you. And he would make threats against me. He would make threats towards, like, ending my career as a writer to just being just horrible. And I had to sit up and beg every time, like, please don't do this, please don't do this. I'm here. I care about you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I'll be better. I'll be better. And the threats were numerous. Like, every other day, I was just waiting. I'm like, what's he going to do? What is this man going to do to me now? Is he going to be nice today, or is he going to come at me with another threat? 
and one day in particular, he put a threat, he was threatening me because his girlfriend was not answering him, and he called me. I was at my friend's house. I was scared that my friend was going to hear this, and she was going to get on the phone and cuss him out, so I went on the balcony, and he saying, I'm going to put this message out and they're not, nobody's going to hire you. Nobody's going to come on your show. Nobody's going to do this for you. I'm sick and tired of people thinking that they can play me when I'm not playing him. I am not playing him. But what do you want me to do? I have a life of my own. And I started to believe a lot of the stuff he was telling me, that I was worthless, I was garbage, that I'm an autistic bitch, that I should just kill myself. And this kept going on for four months, four months that I knew him. And I was on vacation. I couldn't even enjoy my vacation because of this man. I was constantly waking up with stress, waiting for him to message me of he's going to get mad. And the night that I went, that I arrived in my destination, he told me his girlfriend and him were breaking up. And I'm just like, oh, no, here, here we go again. Here we go. Here we go. And the next morning, it was worse. I was sitting in the hotel room trying, just telling him to calm down, calm down, calm down. You don't have to do this. She's, his girlfriend's yelling. I'm yelling, like, stop it. I'm all alone. And he's saying, I hope you die. I hope you die. Nobody cares about me. Y'all don't love me. Y'all just want to just see me fail. And that was not true. I was scared out of my mind. I could not, I felt like I couldn't leave. I could not put my phone down. People say it's easy, just just block him on every social media site. Like, you don't understand. This man could do whatever he wanted, and it would not mean a difference to him. Even if I left, he would come looking for me. Though he's in another state, he could find me on the Internet. I already had to delete a, a Facebook page. No, not a, face, not, a, not a Facebook page, but my – I had to delete my work page on Instagram just so he would not attach his name, attach my name to his page so he, he can blast me and have everybody just all mad at me because of what he is saying. I had to do that after one of his fits of rage. It was driving me completely crazy. While in the hotel room, I was praying, please, can somebody come in here and help me? I wanted my aunt, my cousin, somebody to come in and just help me, but nobody did. And I was on my way to, to Washington, D.C. with my cousin to go shopping, and I was on the phone in the back in a panic, panicking, praying, oh, my gosh, please tell me he hasn't hurt himself. Please tell me he hasn't hurt himself. And his girlfriend texted me and said, it's okay. I've got him under control right now. It still did not make me feel any better. My trip was ruined in a sense. Like, you really could not give me that day, you really could not allow me to enjoy time with my family. And it was making me, it was making me question, all I am worth is being someone's verbal punching bag. But I always keep taking it. I always keep taking it because I cared for this person. I cared, I cared for him. But after a while, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth being talked to like this. It's not worth being threatened over stupid shit. 
there were good times that we had with each other. But it doesn't outweigh being verbally assaulted just over and over and over again. The final nail in the coffin came in August. His girlfriend and him finally broken up. She had had enough of his crap. I was talking to him for a few days to get him under control. I had to go. I went, I'm seeing a counselor. And I was so scared that he was going to text me during this counseling session and just yell at me and threaten me and, um, and just have everybody know. I was reaching my breaking point with everything, with what was going on with my other friends and with him. Following Sunday, my friend who knew, who knew about him, who was trying to get me away from him, told me, get rid of him, block him on social media, take pictures of everything that he has said to you, because if he comes back, you have evidence to use against him. I did, and I put it in a file, and I deleted him out of my phone. I see he did not have my regular cell phone number. After a verbal altercation that he did to me, I blocked him on my phone because I didn't want him calling me after that. So I deleted the text app. I um, unsubscribed to it, and I haven't spoken to him since. But after that, it was hard because I was having panic attacks and thinking in my head, he's right, I should just go kill myself. The world will be a better place without me. It was hard. It still is, but day by day, I'm getting stronger to know that it did not break me. And I know that I couldn't, I couldn't do what he did because he would make, he would even make threats to hurt his girlfriend over over stuff because she wouldn't speak to him. I know I would not do that to somebody that I cared about. And I, what I know now is I will never sacrifice my self-respect for someone who does not respect me ever again, ever again. And to anyone who is listening to this, if you are in the situation that I was in, you are so much more. You are so much more than being someone's verbal punching bag. You deserve a hell of a lot more than what you are given. You are a beautiful person. You are special. And if this person tells you that you are special just to ward off the blow after telling you that you're useless, that's not love. That's not love, and it's certainly not friendship. You deserve a lot more than that. And I have a poem called His I Love You is a Weapon, Part 2, which I'm going to read to you. Do we have enough time? You got a poem? Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. I do it because I can't control my anger. I won't do it again. I love you. Please forgive me. You know I do this because I love you. I love you. That was OJ's line for every time he beat his wife, Nicole. I love you was the hand used by Chris Brown to show Rihanna that he meant he loved her. 
war machine beat his girlfriend out of love so she wouldn't leave him. While everybody was rocking to the beat and loving Dr. Dre, he beat Misha Lay, passed her on to Suge Knight, and he loved her and dressed her up, her love taps up in dollar bills. Ten million women have survived this pain. Not every woman in this world is lucky to live through the hell of abuse to tell her story. It comes in every race. We don't speak about domestic violence and bullying until it is too late. My sister's getting killed by the men that they love, the abuse of the mental psychological warfare becoming a part of the norm, turning on the TV, seeing another woman is dead, going back into the depths of hell with him. I'm tired of being hit and degraded by you. Can't you see what you're doing to me? Being called out of my name because you're mad is making me crazy. Covering up the bruises you'll never inflict upon me again. That promise was broken and your true self returned every time the vengeance worse than before. Who am I to you today? Your baby or your stupid whore? I can't tell who I am anymore. Since you choose my identity for me, just like you choose the clothes on my back, the people I talk to, I have different masks for every occasion to hide behind so you won't get into trouble. Your love comes with conditions. Obey me or die. You still got the nerve to tell everybody you loved me. The hurt you caused me didn't matter. Love conquers all, right? You shouldn't have to be his punching bag to get his respect. You shouldn't have to die and end to be the memory for your daughter's eyes to remember that this is how a man will love and treat her. The man has taken your life should not be the role model for your son to follow and grow up to be. Because these bruises are not worth it. This is not a trend. This is madness. Young girls following in the footsteps of side chick hugs, expecting disrespect from a man in fists and bullets, compensating half-truths in the forms of diamonds and pearls to hold you closer. The damage he's done to your mental status and spirit should not be accepted. You shouldn't have to beg to be given little of the world the respect you provide for him, and he won't even give half of it back. I love you is not a weapon. Not every man shows his love and evilness, but I know this is not what love is about. Love doesn't hurt, sister. And peace. Oh, man, that was nice. And and, and and so so let me just get this straight. So this was a friend of yours who was verbally abusing you, and he had a girlfriend that he was mm-hmm. abusing too, or you was just getting the, the butt in of things that was going on with them too? Um, it was both. He was starting on me. It was every, it, it would be some days where he would either go at me or at her. I became friends with him through social media, and we then I met his girlfriend. We all became friends, but his ugliness started to come out when, he got into an argument with some people, and I didn't have his back, and he started going in on me. And when I told him the full story, he said, I'm sorry, I will never I will never call you out of your name again. But it continued to happen over and over and over again. And it was always, I'm sorry. See, some people are so damn disrespectful that they think it's normal. They think it's normal for them to 
do this type of stuff, you know, disrespect people and call people out the names and stuff like that, and they think it's cool. But it's really, really not because sometimes verbal abuse can hurt a little bit more than physical. You know, physical, we mm-hmm. got the scars and the wounds. But, baby, sometimes, like they say, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that is true because you can either speak life into somebody or you can either speak death over somebody. And people don't understand how serious that damn tongue is. And it, it, it can cut. It can cut just like a knife. And uh, I just want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you um, because you are respect, you are hope, you are courage, you are strength, you are power, you are all of that in a bowl of chips. So don't ever, like you said, don't you ever let nobody take your power, let them let nobody take your self-esteem or nothing like that away from you because you got to love you first. Once you love you, then you will be able to say absolutely not to this disrespect. You know what I'm saying? You, you'll be able to say, no, I'm not going to let nobody disrespect me. I'm not going to let nobody break me. I'm not going to let nobody try to harm me. So I just mm-hmm. want to say I commend you on that. I am so proud of you. God bless you. Are you my friend on Facebook? How did you hear about us? Um, I found your flyer by, from my friend Say That. I found your flyer by my friend Say That. Um, say That. Sure. That's my girl. I love me from mm-hmm. Say That. I know you on the line, Say That. Thank you, girl. Yes, hey, yes, girl. Yes. Cool. Hey, that's my girl. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. That's good. I am so cool. So, so do you have any um, stories of domestic violence or anything like that? No, that's it. You don't? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thank you so much for having Taylor call in. That is just so cool. So, Taylor, I want you to go on Facebook and friend me. I'm Janine Nina Hall, J-A-N. I-N-E-H-A-L-L, I mean, Nina, N-I-N-A-H-A-L-L, go on Facebook and please, uh, friend request me. I so found we can you. Friends. You found me. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so make sure you uh, do that. Uh, so say that. I got to do it one time. You got a piece of something you want to do? Uh, that was it. Oh, oh, you wanted the name of my piece? No, I was actually going to say that, that she wanted to do a piece. Oh, okay. Girl, if you got a piece, I want to hear it. I really do want to hear it. You got a piece you want to do? That's who I was talking to. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, Taylor, thank you so much for calling. Did I see you got something you want to say, my brother? Nah, you said everything, man. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here listening, man. Okay. <laughs> cool things. Well, Taylor, sweetheart, you don't have to get off the phone. You can stay on the line and listen to the rest of the show. We thank you so oh, much for calling in. Thank you so much for calling in. And make sure you keep in contact with me on Facebook to see what I'm doing because we do a show every Monday. Every Monday comes mm-hmm. voices behind the pen, and then uh, every second and third Wednesday, uh, where you can call in and you can do some poetry. So yeah, make sure you uh, pay attention, and I'll make sure I, I uh, accept your friend request and send you the clients to it. 
Okay, most definitely. And thank you for having me on, and thank you for doing this because this is going to help a lot of people, man. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, peace. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the Time National War Winning POHC Radio. This is the Talk About It Domestic Violence and Bullying. <coughs> like I said, man, um, man, it's it's, 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 these are let's listen to these stories. It's kind of like overwhelming, man. I'm just just sitting here in awe. Now that's not a good thing. It's like just to be honest, you know. But it's it's, it's crazy, man. But we got a lot of callers, so I'm not gonna take up a lot of time. I want to make sure everybody get in before you know that clock tick down. But uh, we are gonna go to the next caller. Caller, if you hear that you are unmuted, that is you. Say your name or you call them. Hey, this is Seda. I thought my my mic was um, unmuted earlier, um, but it wasn't. But I'm here now, calling from northeastern Kentucky. How's everybody doing? Seda. Hi, what's up? That's my girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm really, really glad you're doing this show right here. Um. Uh, like Taylor said, it's going to help a lot of people. Um, I do have a story similar to Taylor's, um, except he wasn't a friend. We were in a relationship. Um, he didn't produce those signs while we were friends. We were friends for at least uh, five years before uh, we started dating. And uh, a lot of the things that Taylor went through, I went through. And I ended up writing a piece while I was going through from the eyes of the victim that that's still uh, choosing to be in that situation. But I'm not in that situation anymore. Hallelujah. This piece is called Dawn, whenever you're ready. <laughs> I wonder where the prayers went after years spent sitting in the darkness looking for a change that never came. It never came. And where is my diamond? Because all I have is coal. So why can't I have three wishes at least? Because change never came. It never came. Only the storm remained. But when being present was required, there transpired a lucid calm. (laughs) If only it could be grasped like the bed sheets the night the storm was conceived. Oh, I wish those knees could have been broken so they wouldn't open to receive, seed, or conceive. (sighs) Forgive me. I pray for a mime to be a fly on the wall of these thoughts. I pray for the clouds to part so the sun can shine and you find rest because everything's better when you are asleep suffering through your own nightmares. 
And what happened to the maternal instinct, purpose to protect you, nurture you to a point of functionality? Huh? Is there even such a thing as functional with you? Did you wear out your place of origin to where you're no longer sought for or welcomed? Was it a joy to desert such a never-ending storm? And is there no remorse? Not for your abandonment, but for society. No thought for the trail of derailed strangers who will never forget the name of the tornadic soul who impacted them tragically. And it's tragic. Your calms last long enough to fall in love with the beauty in between. And it's so damn beautiful but not long enough to prepare you for the next season. And why? Why won't you learn to warn your lovers so they may brace for dawn? Oh, but wait. Look, the sun, the heavens still love me, and the sun is out. So since the sun is out, I love you, sweet dreams. That's that piece. I freaking love you. I do. I swear to God, I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was nothing but power. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen my uh, promo for my uh, documentary? Yes. Yes, I have. that that's powerful. Um, yes, um, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Um, I'm expecting some good things uh, from this documentary. I'm expecting some good things. Lots of healing for people. <clears throat> but um, it's a it's a touchy thing. Um, it's a really touchy thing. Uh, my experience was with a narcissist, which um, all of the signs that uh, Taylor spoke about, um, uh, it mimics the same uh, type of character. Um, he's a narcissist. He has a postpartum depression um, and um, manic depression and all of that. And he's uh, an, an, a wonderful actor a wonderful actor, and um, having prior experience with um, psychological and physical and sexual abuse, I was the perfect candidate. And being friends, you know, you kind of, you talk about experiences not knowing that you're, you're supplying a roadmap, a roadmap to abuse. You know what I mean? A road back to being used and, and mistreated. Um, and that experience brought me all out of pocket because I'm a genuinely nice person. I'm quiet. And, and Brother Man had me cussing him all the way out almost every day, every week. And he fed off of that. And um, I, I had to look at myself and I'm like, yo, we out. This right here? I come too far. I went through that shit in my 
20s. And how dare I be 52 and go through this again? No, baby girl, no. Use this as a mirror because you are never coming back to this place again. I'm out. Um, it, it hurt me. It pissed me all the way off. And then another thing that pisses me off is that the other women who were with him, who left him, knew that we were close, knew their own experience with him, and never said a fucking word. That pisses me off. We as women should stick together. Um, And by them not saying nothing, that hurts even more. So I put out, from time to time, I put out uh, posts about narcissists and the behavior and the, um, the roller coaster ride healing that it takes to break away from this shit. Um, and when I do, of course, he, he comes and finds me, oh, I see you putting that out there. Oh, well, yes, I am. I don't care. You know, somebody going to be healed and somebody going to understand. Now, out of respect, I haven't named the brother. Um, but we ought to help each other. If there are signs, we those red flags are right there. But we as women, we have been dressing men for centuries, and we would dress up a red flag to make it look exactly the way we want it to look with decorators. We've always decorated shit. And we create, we're creative beings, so we create because we're longing for something, because there's, there's a something that we like about them, but there's all these some things that don't work, that we, can't, we ain't going to be able to deal with. Well, let me, let me go into my fantasy land and create this. He's this. He's so, and he's so, but he ain't. He ain't. You, you just dressed up red flags, and we do this to ourselves, um, and we have to wake up. We have to wake up. Um, lots of healing needs to happen in the black community. It needs to happen nationwide, uh, not even just the black community, because I've met all races of people that have been, oh, my God, devastated by uh, treatments like this. Um, and it, it, it has to come to an end. We got to heal. We got to heal. We got to heal, and I'm, I'm thankful for this platform. Let me stop talking because I can talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, we, we, try to, we try to let everybody talk. You know, we don't really want to rush nobody because it's stuff that people got to get out. So I just want to let the callers that's on the other line, on the line, just know, be patient. Well, we glad you guys are on here. Please don't hang up. Stick around and... You know, stay on the call because everybody got a story to tell. Everybody got something to say. So, say that you always got something to say. I'm 52. I want. I need to see your ID. Somebody's 52. Yeah, I <laughs> always. Every time you call in, we you always got something amazing for us. And man, thank you for being that beacon of hope for women out there. You know that you come to contact with every day to help them to get, you know, get away from abuse. Because women, we, we don't have to take disrespect from nobody. We have zero right. tolerance. We should have zero tolerance for it. And another thing that we all going to have to do, guys, too, we're going to have to realize lust. 
from love because we all get that mistaken. We all get love and lust mistaken, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not love. When you in love with somebody and you 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 they love you, it's a feeling that you just can't explain. You gonna know when you really be in love, but all this other stuff that we call, like you say, we dress up as love. It's not love, guys. It's nothing but love. We're just lusting after something or lusting something for something that this person has, but it's not love. So we just need to learn the difference between the two. And my sisters out there, my brothers too, please do not take no disrespect off of nobody. Absolutely not. So, yes, thank you so much for calling in. Dub, Dub, you got something you got to say to my sister? Say that, say it, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting Thank back you. listening, y'all. I'm just sitting here listening and taking notes and, and doing what I got to do, you know. Say that, said that already. <laughs> All right, thank you very well. You don't have to, uh, you can stick around on the line and, uh, you know, listen to the rest of the show if you want to. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having Taylor call in, man. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, my sister. And I love you, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. How about that? <laughs> I love you, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All righty. All right, my sister. Thanks for calling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to the full-time National War with a few weeks. Radio this here is... Let's talk about it, man. All I can say is this is real deep, man. You know, if you call, if you heard um, you are unmuted, state your name and where you calling from. Hey, yo, this is the END, Chi-Town. Can y'all hear me? This is END. Hey! Hey, what's, what's up, fam? Hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just listening, man. Y'all going to get some of them other callers in. I'm just supporting the fam and listening in. Been out here for a while, so. Oh, thank you for, so, so, so you, you sure you don't want to do like a piece of nothing before you go off the phone? Yeah, I'm positive. I think we need to leave this time to have the voices of the queens who are being uh, heard uh, for real. Okay. All right. I was just trying to see if I can get that in there. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't mad at you you at all. I ain't mad at you at all. Thank you, brother. I love you so much. And again, thank you you for allowing your song to be my anthem. Everybody, listen, y'all. So I have a promo for my documentary that's out. It's going to be January the 12th. The Endura has a song. He has an album I call My Journey. You guys need to go check that out. Man, it's on everything. Amazon, what, Spotify, everything, right? CD Baby, everywhere. Make sure y'all go check that out everywhere. And he has a song on there called He Loves Me. And he made that my anthem the other day, y'all. I just don't know, man. I cried for about two days. Every time I thought about it, I shed a tear. But I just wanted to you, say thank you because this, huh? Hey, man, you know, I want to call that song the anti-anthem now. I don't want to call it the anthem because when you think anthem, and I thought about this yesterday, when you think anthem, you think something that's powerful and something that's really going to lift up the spirits. I, I call this song the anti-anthem of domestic violence because it's not a song I want you to like. But it's a message I want you to hear. It's not a song I want you to cheer to, but it's a song I want you to hear. And so, you know, I had to check somebody a couple of weeks ago because they were making fun of the hook. Sometimes it's just my mouth to his fist when he kisses me. And I was like, it's not a song for you to joke over, man. They are women who are getting brutalized every day by their husbands or by their boyfriends or significant others. So I don't 
I don't don't take my music and cheer because you thought the line was funny. The line is not funny at all. If it was your mom, would it be funny? If it was your little sister, would it be funny? So don't laugh at anything I do that God gave me to do for my queens and his daughters. This is some real stuff. So when I hear people laughing about the hook, oh, he gave me a kiss sometimes my mouth to his fist. It's kind of funny. No, it's not funny. And if it was your mom, would you still say it's funny? Amen. Amen and amen. So, y'all get the callers in. I'm out here listening. Then they'll hear me after the show. I will. You got it. Bye bye. All right, man. All love. Peace, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our brother, the ENT Vendora, man. Powerful man, powerful music. And uh, I'm going to actually be popping this music later on on the Underground Power Hour. So y'all um, y'all want to check him out. His music is all over Spotify, wherever you can find it. We're going to jump right down to the next caller. We're going to try to get everybody in. Okay, let's see. Caller, if you heard you are unmuted, that is you. Say your name or where you calling from. You heard that you are unmuted. Say your name and where you're calling from. All righty then. They're just listening. I don't want to. Okay, we'll close that one off and we'll move right along. Let's see. We got. Okay. Call if you hear you are unmuted. Say your name and where you're calling from. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Venom. Venom. What's happening? I am. Um, <laughs> I am uh, blown away by this show today. You know, it's a real testimony to what people really go through, whether you're male or female. Domestic violence affects not just male and female, but also young people at home who get abused by their parents as well. You know, um, and I really believe that. That is an, another aspect of domestic violence because kids are affected by whether they're seeing domestic violence in the home or they're also being a victim of it by their own parents, such as whether it's sexually abused, whether it's physically abused, whether it's verbally abused. And that's something that goes to the whole rim of domestic violence. You have to include kids because they repeat the cycle of the parents. And sometimes, not all cases, but sometimes it's hard for kids to get away from that and not repeat it. But you have to be strong-willed and strong mind to uh, to get out of that zone. And, uh, you know, it's it's really sad, you know, that anybody puts their hands on another person, whether it's male or female or kids, and in a physical or even abusive, any type of abuse, abusive way, uh, something's wrong with that person who's doing it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a factor of they want to be the bully. Sometimes they want to, you know, show that they the boss or they're the man if they're hitting a woman. Or even when women are abusive to men, it can go vice versa. Um, and it's just something that's really dear to me, you know, uh, I've, I've, I don't really, I've never been in that type of environment per se. I just know victims. And when I say victims, I mean to the point of even death. And, uh, you know, I lost cousins that way. I've lost good friends that way. And 
it, it repeats a cycle to a point where you try to figure out what makes a person stay in that relationship, knowing that they see what's going to take place already ahead of them. It's almost like you foresee the future before it happens. But um, it's, it's sad because unless you're physically in that situation, I know maybe, you know, people who have been on the show already can attest to it. You know, it's a hard situation to get out of. But it's even harder when you want to get out of it and you have no way to get out. You figure that there's no one there that you can reach out to or people won't understand what you're going through. Or people just say, well, it's not my business, so why should I go and help somebody else? It is your business. If you care about human beings and the livelihood of anybody, race shouldn't even matter in this equation because domestic violence covers the globe. It don't matter. What happens to anybody who gets physically, mentally, verbally abused, it's, it, should, it should be put to an end. And, um, you know, it's really sad when you hear some of these cases or even the pieces that were read to know that people have went through these situations. But then you can also say it's a testimony because they are coming out of the darkness. And I know Nina, your your documentary, man, I you know, I'm 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 ready for it. And just the clip that we've seen itself, it it pain it's painful. It's painful for the, for me. You know, and I, I usually can watch blood and guts, but I, I I can't it's hard to see females get hit by a male for some do for something dumb. You know, they ain't gotta do that. And and it just makes it, you know, some of these dudes, they try to do it to the point where they try to put their superiority out there. But if you were in the street, they wouldn't fight a dude. They run the opposite way. Or they got to go grab a gun, but they won't put throw them hands in front of another dude, but they'll throw them hands up to a woman. That's a punk move. So, you know, I, I, I have no sympathy for no dude who goes through that. I don't care if he's been drinking or he's alcoholic or whatever. No dude should put their hands on nobody like that. Your hands should only be used in case of a defensive situation when you feel that your life has been threatened, not to be threatening somebody else's life. And, and that's all I got to say on that. I, 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 I want to I say something, my brother. I am so, brother, excuse me, I, I just jumped in. I'm so sorry. Brother, I am so glad that you called in. I was glad to hear the endurance voice because very little do men speak up when they, when this situation come up. Very little do men come out about it. Very little do men even understand what it is because most guys that's dealing with it, they too afraid to say, I'm going through this, man. And like I, right. like I said it before, man, um, I've, I've had the misfortune of being on both sides of the field. At one, I mean, I tried, I saw, I saw an uncle of mine that was put through the ringer and just used and abused by his wife, by his late wife. And right. so I was determined that when I grew up that that wouldn't be me. You know, I'm not going to get cheated on. I'm not going to be used. I'm not going to, you're not going to run me. That was me. And it got to the point mm-hmm. that, when I when I got out and started dating you, got old enough to date, I was setting in mind that it's my way or the highway. 
you listen to what I say or you going about your business. That's how it was. Right. And it wasn't all, it wasn't like physical, like beating up. It was just, it was just a verbal thing. So then it came to a point where I was like, wait a minute, you know, this, this ain't cool. You know, hey, I ain't a daddy. Then the table turned. I started meeting mm-hmm. people that was, that had been through it so much that they had the mindset that I used to have. They was like, well, ain't no nigga going to run me. Ain't no game. Right. I'm the boss. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, you know. But I kept saying, you know what, maybe if I do it different this time, that'll keep everything down. But it didn't because it only made, it gave them the notion that, oh, he's a punk. I could walk all over him. And then they had to find out the hard way, no, there's no punk in here. I'm not going to jack you up, but I'll shake you and, hey, get your hands off me. Hey, don't do that. Right, right. This is my body. I love it that there might be fat, whatever you call it, but I love this body of mine. And if you bring her to it, you're going to suffer some consequences. But a lot of times, you know, man, I'm one of those dudes. I'm I'm real nosy, man. If I see now, if I see some certain things going on, I and, and my my girl, she will say, "Well, let's get out and help this or help." I said, "Nah, nah, that dude laying over there look like he dead. That dude that's going to lay that to somebody else come and find out." I'm not going to jail for it, you know, because the first thing they're going to say is, well, this guy found him. Let's look at Oh, no, no, you're not attaching me. But if I see a guy and this girl arguing, I'll get my nosy ass right in there. Because I this just, just, I don't know what that is. I'll get in it, and they don't have to have nothing to do with me because I already know she's going to get beat up. So I, I don't know. It's just something about me. I'll jump right in the midst of that, but I'm not going to get involved with nothing else. But um, it's, it's, it's men yeah. realize that we deal with it as well. We deal with the verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. We deal, mm-hmm. I, I know guys who girlfriends physically beat them up on a regular basis. And you're like, man, where you get this scratch from? Oh, man, I walked into the cabinet. That cabinet was really sharp. How you get that low? You know, your <laughs> yeah. cabinet, yeah. your head, how your cabinet right at your chest? Oh, man, right. my God, brother, his, his wife stabbed him when she feel like it. He'll leave and go back. You know, I don't know what that about, but that's what it is. So right. it's like right. it's, to hear me and speak on it, man. It's a powerful thing, man. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it. I've been on both sides of the field, and that's why I speak the way I do about it, and I look at the situation the way I do because I know how I feel when you be aggressive. You feeling I got to make a point. I got to make a point, mm-hmm. and then I know how I feel when it's Oh, I can't, I'm not going to allow this, I'm not, you know, I know how it's to be sitting, sitting back and just holding your peace, not saying nothing, steady being degraded. I know how that feels, so. <laughs> yeah, one is, yeah. One is a good thing, and people don't realize verbal abuse is worse than physical. That tongue is ridiculous. That yeah, black eye go away, you remember it, it leaves imprint but those words, wow. That's just my yeah. opinion. Those, those yeah. words. Nah, you right on that, man. Don't leave. So that, that's my and, take you on know, bro. I had to say that, man, because you was hitting some Hey, I appreciate points. it, man. You was hitting some major points, my brother. Thank you. I, you, you know what, what's cold, too, man, is, is when you hear dudes talk amongst themselves and you find out who is, who is really a protector of their woman, and who's the person that's bullying the woman. And uh, and many times they might not tell you behind closed door, but 
you know, that you don't see what's going on behind closed door, but in, in conversation with your fellas, with your boys and stuff, and you chilling, and then you, you know, you will hear it. And then now you know how, what's going on in the household because dudes talk. Just like they say women talk, dudes talk. But then you'll also find out that, hey, one of these dudes, they, like they said, one out of every five is verbally, is, is some type of abuse is going on. They're, they're the ones that's doing it. And, yeah. and you'll find out which one really cherishes this woman by the conversation that he has or when, when abuse is talk, being talked about, what that person says in defense of it, you know. It's what they say in defense of it that you know that that's a real dude that love his woman and would cherish her compared to the other person who's going to say, I, man, I keep my woman in check. Well, how do you keep her in check? I put them hands on her. Man, she get out of line, back. You know, and that's not like that. You know, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to cherish your woman, man. You know, so that's that's what gets to me, man. That's that's what gets to me. Hey, I gotta let this say something. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay, Venom. Hey, brother. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I am wonderful. I love you so very much. Thank you so much, man. You just you hit home, and you uh. You, you you kept it real because you didn't sugarcoat nothing. You didn't leave anything out. You just told it exactly how it is. And I so appreciate that because it's a lot of guys out here that's like going through domestic violence and they act the same way that women do. Like, you know what I mean? They keep going back. Right. They don't leave. And it's the same kind of thing, but they hide it because me and y'all been taught for so long that you got to be macho, you got to be the protector, you got to be this, you got to be that. So it's like when y'all let y'all vulnerable state, it's like, what the hell do you do? It's like, do I tell my boys and and they might laugh at me and be like, man, you a Yeah. Or do I, who do I tell? Do I tell my mama? You know what I'm saying? Who do I tell? So in a way with guys, it's like I kind of feel for y'all a little bit more because it's like, what to do now women we you know we we know we can talk to each other or something like that but it's like with guys because y'all been taught to be you know to hide your feelings and you know keep your feelings in your pocket i hate when people say they keep your feelings in your back pocket because y'all been taught that for so long it's like who do i talk to so i just want to say thank you for that thank you for calling in and for man for giving them words of encouragement and for keeping it 100 i so appreciate it Thank you. Uh, no problem. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome, brother. So, yeah, so you can – don't get off the line. You can stay on the line and listen to the rest of the show if you got time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, they give me time to go over this piece I'm writing right now. Okay. All right. You just, you Love just you, you just, just was talking. I, I started writing while y'all was talking, man. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to do this piece, man. When, when it comes back around, I'm going to do it. I'll be ready by the end. Okay, well, we'll make sure before we leave, we'll let you do it. All right, Doug, don't All right, forget. Thank you. All, right, All, right. All right. Love you when ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. good. Much love. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the full-time National World Winter Purity Radio. This is to talk about it, talking about domestic violence, bullying. Man, it is It is so it's, it's, it's a unique thing when men start to talk about it. Just like you said, men, women talk. We got the we got that barbershop talk. We do, you know. A lot of guys, you know, and and 
I, I used to be one. A lot of guys want to come in and have that talk. Oh, man, I'll be hitting this, hitting that. I'll be hitting this, getting that, you know. But every now and then you run across one, man, you can look at him until he's going through something. When you really break him down and it starts coming out, man, it'd be horrible and some type of abuse going on, man. So, man, you know, my heart go out to all the fellas, man. We got fellas. Ain't nothing wrong with telling what's going on. Telling what's going on just may save somebody's life, yours or, or your mate, you know. So, you know, bring it out. Okay, we got we got one more call. I see a lot of people chose not to hang on. We got this one. We got this one more caller that we gonna go to. But I want to encourage Endura. Please stay on the line because I want to bring my brother E N D on the line right after this caller. So we're gonna take this call. Let's see. Okay, where we go? There we go. Caller, you heard you are unmuted. State your name and where you calling from. Caller, if you heard you are unmuted. It's your name and where you're calling from. Oh, I guess they, they must just be listening, okay. Okay, we'll close that back up. But right now I wanna go to um I wanna go back go to my man E N D. See if um my brother, you still there with us? Really? And then you're gonna be holding right? E and D, you still there with us, brother? Hey, I stepped away from the phone too. I wanted to go. I wanted to go back and talk to my brother E and D. Okay, we're gonna do it. E and D, when you if you come back to the phone before we get off, brother, um, hit star two to raise your hand, so we'll know that you want um, um, we'll know that you back, so I can um. I want to holler at you about something, but um, what I want, what I do want to do is, where it is? Oh, they hung, that person hung up too. Man, hey sis, man, this this, this conversation is just like, man, I don't, woo. This conversation is like, somebody. Oh, I got, I got to say this one. It was a viewer that was on here. Where is it? Her name is um, Angel Banks. She's on my Facebook Live, and she said that these stories are giving her chills because he's still blaming her for wanting for um him wanting to hurt her. And all I can say, um, um, sis, don't ever think that it's your fault that this person want to hurt you. The person, you know, it, it's an issue within that person itself, you know, because what it, what could you possibly do to make somebody want to hurt you? Like I mean, it just don't go. If somebody's telling you they love you. They either love you or they don't love you, you know, one of the two. So don't ever put the blame on yourself because you're not the blame for all, for what's going on now. If you stay, if you decide to stay and deal with it, that's still not your fault that it's happening. It's just you have to strategically um, choose the route of um, dismissal. So don't don't ever feel like, oh, it's my fault that he want to hurt me. I've done something. There's nothing you can do to make somebody want to hurt you, you know what I'm saying, because you your own person. You're an adult. That person have no leadership over you. So just know that. Okay, I see my brother E and D is back up. Let's let's pull him in. Brother E and D, what's going on, fam? Yeah, man. I I just had, I had to pull you back in, man. I I just want. I was I was like, I hope you hold on until all until all the callers, you know, is done. Now we the, the callers we have we have everybody's been on. 
Now I, I want to go to you, man, because I listen to I listen to you when actually when when I'm in in your presence, I listen to you speak. I listen to you talk. We've had conversations, and I always I, I perceive something different about you than I do a lot of people. You know, I, I've seen I know millions of people, but it's just something about you, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know that you give the word or nothing. And and when I first met you, I was like, man, this dude would make one heck of a preacher. This dude would be after <laughs> this dude. Even when we were standing there freestyling, I'm like, yeah. man, this dude. I said, I feel like I'm rapping with a preacher. And I just <laughs> happened to look. Up, I was looking on Facebook, and I saw something that um I posted, and I saw it. I'm like, wait a minute, I was right. And it, 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 it's good to it's good to know that, brother. Everything that everything about God it reflects in you, man. And it, it it came out so clear that I'm like, this dude a pastor. This dude is something because it's just his character. So, bro, I just wanted I just wanted to um, talk to you because um, a lot, I, I don't I don't really know how to bring it up, how to bring it out. But a lot of guys that deal with domestic violence or verbal abuse, whatever. On either side of the fence, the aggressor or the victim, they really have no way, nowhere to go, no way. You know, because people say, a, a lot of times they say a man shouldn't hit a woman under no circumstance. And that's the lockup part right there that get a, that a lot of men end up stuck in the in verbal abuse or, or, or physical abuse relationships because they say, well, I can't hit her if I hit her back. You know, I'm wrong. If this happened, oh, Stab me, but I can't hit her because a real man wouldn't. And I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but this is my personal feeling. And ladies, don't get mad at me, but this is just me. I always look at it like women always say women live. We want to do, we want to be equal with men. We want to do this that men do. Okay, that's fine. But don't, you it should be categorized a different way. If a man is out here beating on women, you know, just just to get his jollies or just to put his dominance down, then he need to be locked up for a long time. Or maybe he need to be put in the yard with some guys that, you know, can handle him, you know, for a long time. But it's the thing, my thing is, a lot of women take that one sentence and they run with it. I had one. She took it and ran with it while a real man wouldn't hit a woman. But she slapped me. Well, a real man to turn the other cheek. Why should I have to turn the other cheek? You shouldn't put your hands on me. I didn't touch you. So it's like it's like it's like a no win situation. Either you do or you don't. You know, you will or you won't. And and that's the confusion with me because I, sometimes I feel that I, I feel that I'm wrong. And that's so why I'm asking another man that's here from a different aspect. If you have to defend yourself and you hit a woman. I mean, does that make you less of a man? You know, I, I, I think we, you know, we, we put manhood on things like that. I, I think, you know, one of the common statements that is made is that a man can physically overpower a woman. When I was stationed out in Great Lakes after 9-11, the majority of the domestic calls we took on a security force was from women beating up their husbands. I'm talking about Marine women. Um, and so, you know, we, 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 we know it happens. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, and I, I think I had to learn this watching, um, there was a gentleman downtown, I, I'm assuming, I wasn't there when it started, I just heard some screaming and yelling, 
Um, I don't know if the dude bumped into her and didn't, did, didn't, you know, apologize, but this, it was a white woman too. And she started hitting this brother in his arm. And he was like, lady, would you back up off me? And, you know, everybody's standing around, but nobody's doing anything. And I'm across the street and I'm like, eh, I kind of don't want to get involved. But it was a couple of other white women that stepped up and kind of grabbed this chick like, hey, you probably want to chill hitting this dude. But she, man, she, she, she hit this dude like at least six or seven times, bro. And the brother, he was in a suit and everything. And he just stood there. He was like, I've apologized. What more do you want me to do? Want me to buy you a new coffee? Like, what do you want me to do to make it better? But she just kept berating him and swinging on him. And I think if those women wouldn't have grabbed him, man, it would have just been one of the cases of if he lashed out, oh, well, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have hit her. But I think the brother knew, hey, I'm a black dude. I'm about 6'3". This is a small white woman. And though she's hitting me, if I put my hands on her, when the CPD show up, I'm gone, period. Just because I'm black. I also witnessed this at a store where this white woman was, man, she was in the parking lot jacking her husband up. And this dude was taller than her, but he would not put his hands on her. And eventually she cussed him out and went back into the store. And I'm just like, if these dudes in two of the most embarrassing situations can control their anger in a heated moment, what more can other men do in these situations? And I'm not giving the pass, you know, for these sisters. I know some stuff going down with a football player. And it was like, you know, I guess this woman, whoever she was, spit in his face before he went into an assault on her. And it's like, I, I think it's not necessarily like, let's, let's, let's take manhood off the table because I'm still going to be a man if I hit a woman. You could say my behavior was not that of a man, but I'm still going to be a man. I'm going to be a real man. I don't think we've learned how to process emotions the right way. And when we don't know how to process emotions, things can get way out of hand. Like, I mean, my brother and I had to watch my mom get pulverized her whole life. Just for the little time we were with her before we went to the foster care system. But it was like, but then that just transferred when I went to live with, with another family member. But she used to beat her husband up. He could have taken her out, dude, but he, he, dude, he never put his hand on her at all. And so I, I think men have to be able to exercise restraint, period. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. But I, I think on the same on the same vein, there is some turning the other cheek. But, you know, when a man is that, that's that's all ego for a man when he's attacked. I don't care if it's by a dude or a woman. It's all ego. At the end of the day, you're going to do whatever you have to do to defend yourself. I just think when women are involved, we need to work on the best way to de-escalate that. And I'm not talking about a mistake here where you were defending yourself and you just happened to react. You know, I think that's part of it. I think for the most part, we know that there are men and women, but for the most part, men that's publicized who are out there jacking up their wives, jacking yeah. up their girlfriends. And we need to find a way to break this. What happened to our daughters where they feel it's okay to stay in these relationships? Me and Ice were talking about this last week, man. You know, I've got family members who, Y'all need to come over here and handle this dude. Well, let's let's talk about that. The last time we came over there to handle the situation, three weeks later, you were back in the house. So we handle situations one time where I'm from. If you choose to go back in there, then I'm not putting my life on the line for you. That's just not yeah. going to happen. We had a brother at church. Um, you know, his, his daughter was in an abusive marriage, and she stayed in that marriage for years. 
And her father just said, when you're ready to come home, come home. And she came home and dude tried to break in. And when the police got there, they hauled his body out in the body bag, halfway in the door and halfway outside. Because I'm going to protect mine. I think in general, and me and Nina, we talked about this man on a level that was just really transparent for her. And I commend her for sharing her story because nobody wants to share the story. Nobody wants to share the horror. And I think it's it's necessary. But to think that this is what we do to the women who give us life. This is how we treat the who give us life. And I think that's where we need to start thinking about these things. You ask the you ask 100% of fathers who are abusing their wives or men who are abusing their girlfriends. Ask them what they would do if it was their daughter. I guarantee you they said they would put two in a chest in a mask. So if you would do this for somebody who's beating on your daughter, what thinks you think somebody else is going to come and put two in your chest for beating on their door? No man wants that kind of for their daughter to be living in that. And I think that's one of the main questions that needs to be asked when these men are engaged. But we need to do a better job of how to deal with emotions and anger when we're not getting our way. It starts right there. Amen. We have to be, we have to be, we have to have temperament, we have to have control and exercise all these things. You know, I was in a battle rap with somebody, dub, it was about, man, probably 26, 27 years ago. And I beat this dude in McDonald's battle rapping in front of a crowd of like 50 people. This dude wanted to escalate it, so he goes outside with his boys. Now he want to fight. In there. <laughs> yeah. Now, you want to fight. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to fight. Well, my brother's with me. My brother don't play with nobody. I got my crew there. If we fight, all their lives in jeopardy. So this dude swings, dub, and I step right in front of my brother. Because I know if my brother get hit, he going for broke. So I take I took a shot to the jaw, bro. My jaw was hurting for two weeks. I said, bro, you got your lick in. Let's everybody walk away and we cool. And my brother was hot, but I'm like, yeah, but we in this car driving home, but we alive. I'll take a punch to keep my crew alive. I'll do that. We got most of our egos when it comes to these situations of anger. The reason I did He Loves Me is because, man, my mom, to this day, dude, she's 60 something years old, still on drugs, still in an abusive relationship. I, you know, I love her. She's biological mom, but I don't, you can't see your grandchild while you live in that kind of lifestyle. But she's 60 something years old and she's still violent. There's a cycle that never broke with her. It had to break with me. I had to be the curse breaker, bro. But I got to be able to stick around and understand what's going on in the lives of other. This is why I write the way I do. Somebody put on their page when I responded to a domestic violence thing, they was like, hey, I like your song, but you're not qualified enough to speak this. It needs to be a woman's voice. 
I'm saying so me watching my mom get beat with a with a, with a, with a, with a Texas cowboy boot with a spur on it to her eye was closed and blood shooting out. You telling me I'm not qualified because I'm a man? You telling me I'm not qualified to speak of my grandfather raping my grandmother while she's screaming in the next room and I can't do nothing about it? I got to be a woman to share my voice? No. I'm a man and I'm going to share my voice. And this is why I make music the way I do. I don't, I, I may not sell a platinum album. I may not have stuff on the radio because, hey, your stuff not made for radio. Somebody said it was too old school. All that's cool and dandy. But I was able to minister at a church today. I didn't get paid to minister at this church. I just went out there to empower the young people. That's why I make music the way I do. This is why I What's don't up? judge. My ear hear everything. But the night on your show, Dub, I know you play all kind of music. Some of it got profanity in it. But if I would not have stayed on the phone, Dub, how long did we stay online that night, bro? Were we online two or three hours talking, man? Yep. So some things I got to push past in order to be the light and in order to endure. But when it comes to domestic violence, I know what happens with women who are beaten a uh, beating their husbands. Uh, it was an old show I saw on Lifetime about it. The police department arrested this dude, and it turned out when they, once they found out that he was the one actually getting beat, it was just a TV show, but you know, Lifetime based off real life, the police department started laughing at him and cracking jokes. Oprah Winfrey did a show on this years ago too, about 30 years ago. But when it was the men, people found it funny. Yep. When they were letting their wives beat up on them. But you had husbands who were like, I cannot put my hand on her because I wasn't raised that way. And I think that says a lot for men who could take abuse like that and not give into it. The question is, why do we stay in harm's way when it happens? And I think that's the psychological warfare that we have to start dealing with in society. Why does it happen? I already know, if I put my hand on my wife, if I live through her, it's going to be about 90 people kicking in this dope. <laughs> and that's, that's the truth. It's going to be about 90 kicking in this door. Now, how is it that a young man who watched his grandmother get raped multiple times, who watched his grandfather abuse other women, who watched his own mom get beat, how is it that this dude did not grow up and be a part of that cycle? How does he change the game? Oh, man, that's the power of the Lord, man. That ain't the power of the END. I ain't got no power without God, man. Somebody got to be the curse breaker, bro. That's my generation. That's what I bring to the table. I'm trying to break curses over these young folks' lives, and I'm trying to break curses in the, in the, in the age range that's my age demographic because they still suffering and struggling from stuff that happened to them in their childhood. That's why God put me here, bro. And that's why we got to hold on to what we have and resist the temptation to strike back. We got to give up our right away to say, hey, you wrong me, I'm gonna let it walk. The dude punched me in my jaw and we walked away. He probably went and made up, yeah, I beat this dude in battle rapping and then he wanted to fight me and I bust him in his jaw and we walked away. When his boys was like, no, that ain't the story that happened. We watched this dude crush you and yeah, you did punch him in the jaw, but what he perceived as weakness was strength for me. Because I got people with me to protect. And this is the essence of our society. When we don't deal with these things. When we don't talk about these things. Or when we only put the pressure on black folks when white folks do the same thing 
and they get away with it scot-free. These are the things we need to talk about, man. And these are the things we need to continue to make happen in our community. But when we hit that impact center on the first Wednesdays of the month, we got to let these young daughters know no man should be putting his hand on you. And we got to let these young men know if you don't want nobody touching your baby sister or your mom or your daughter, don't put your hand on nobody else's child. If it's not to love them, keep walking. That's the story we got to tell. But we've allowed so much poisonous music to be generated. And it's all that's played now, Dubs. It's all that they play, Dub. Ain't nobody doing mixes like you on the radio in Chicago, bro. Nobody. Nobody. They playing with the people telling them to play and some of what the people want to hear. A 10-minute rotation of the same song every 30 minutes. Because if they play it so close together like that, it's a, it, it leaves an imprint. I, man, it's, that's man. crazy. That's crazy, man. But, bro, I, I thank you. I thank you for speaking, brother. I really do, man. And that's why I, I was so glad you stuck around. Because I kept saying, I got, I got to pull E-D-E-N-D in here. I got to pull them in here. I got to pull them on here. I got to. <laughs> but, yeah, I, well, I'm, just, I'm glad they upgraded their platform where I can talk through the computer now, man. This, this is amazing technology that they put in place, man. So I'm grateful for that. We get the real time on the phone and online right now. And you can bring me in through a phone like that. It's, it's, it's amazing technology, man. So I'm glad talks to you to step their game up in that regard. And thanks, thanks for having me out. And thanks for hearing me out, family. It's all love, my brother. And uh, I want to say thank you so much, man, for joining forces with me, for helping me, you know, fight this fight. Thank you. This, you are so amazing. You are an amazing man. You are an amazing person. You're just an amazing poet. And I just love everything about you, man. Thank you for breathing life into me. And thank you for breathing life into others. And I swear you are nothing but a, 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 a breath of fresh air. That's all you are is a breath of fresh air. And you're so amazing. So I just want to say Appreciate thank you. Thank you. thank you for your testimony. Thank you for bringing the license to your testimony. Just thank you, man. All together, just thank you. And I love you. And again, there's nothing y'all could do about it. <laughs> yeah, you got to appreciate you. All glory to God, fam. Yes, Lord. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we we reaching that time, but we got we got to bring my man, Bit um, on. <laughs> Why did I say his name like that? I don't even know. Brother. Brother. Like, like, what's the name? The Princess of <laughs> But, um, Brother, man, this, be, huh? before you bring, before you bring Venom back on, um, I, this is something that I have to do that's needed, like, right now. Um, it's a young lady that's on your live, um, I need to talk to her, like, right now. Um, this is like a rescue thing. I need to talk to her. Um, I want to let you know that you are a precious jewel. Your life is important. Your life is important to you. Your life is important to your family. Your life is important to your friends. 
don't let nobody take your power. You have to learn how to take your power back because once that guy has your power, he has total control over your life 100%. You have to take your power back. You have to know that at the end of the day, you are important. God loves you. Everybody loves you. First of all, that's what happens to us when we're domestic violence victims. We have guys where people, like I said, we, we mistake love for lust because ain't nobody going to love you and hurt you and put their hands on you and have you have bloody shirts and black eyes and hot ER visits and all the stitches. And they, they don't love you. They do not love you. They're trying to break you down, and that's what they're trying to do because what they're doing is they're giving they, – they, what, what, what am I trying to say? They're, trying, they're brainwashing us. That's what happens when you're in domestic violence. You get brainwashed. You get brainwashed to the point where you don't see your friends anymore. You don't see your family anymore. And like Endura was speaking about, you keep going back and forth. You keep going back and forth. That's because we be so brainwashed that we think that this is the only person that loves us. This is the only person that wants us. Don't nobody else want us. But who's going to told you that? You ugly. You fat. Don't nobody want you. This, that, and the other. So that's what they're doing. They're breaking you down because at the end of the day, a lot of guys, that are abusers. They have mental issues. Mental illness is freaking real. People need to understand mental illness is real. They're bipolar, they're something, but mental illness is real. And what's happening is the mental illness that they're going through, they're putting it off on you. So you like the, the, the backlash of what's going on with them. But I want you to know, sister, and I hope you're still on this live, I want you to know that, baby, it's okay to get away. It's okay to get out. I have a, a, a shelter right now that will put you away. That will I, will I I can get you to a safe place right now today. I have a truck. I'm not scared to drive. I will come get you. Do you understand what I'm saying, sister? I will come get you and I will come save you because at the end of the day, your life is important to me. I got strangled to death, and by the grace of God, I came back to life. And I don't want to see what happened to me happen to you. Because in Chicago, we don't already lost two sisters, a young lady by the name of Jasmine and the, the doctor of last week who got killed by her, her, her ex-fiance due to domestic violence. I cannot see no more of my sisters die. I cannot see no more of my sisters lose their lives. So at the end of the day, when I get off this show, I'm, me and me and my sister are going to reach out to you because I, if I have to come get you and if I have to find you and save you, I don't care if you stay at my house, I'm coming to get you. So I just want to say that, Dub. I'm sorry, but I just had to say that. No, no. She's watching. Uh, she's responding to my, on my I'm live. She's, she's watching you. She needs to be rescued. And I just want her to know that I love her. And she, I'm here for you because people watch me get beat down in the street. People watch me get raped and didn't do nothing about it. So I don't want nobody else to go through what I went through, man. So that's all I wanted to say. Okay, that's our sister in the purple. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the full-time National World Winner for Radio. This is Let's Talk About It, Domestic Violence, Bullying, 
um, and Angel. Um, like she said, um, con- um, contact you can get in contact with her um, through Facebook or Yolanda Carter as well. Yolanda Carter's in the thread as well, um, sister. And and like I was saying earlier, don't don't ever blame yourself for um, being hurt. Um, you can't take the blame for that. You didn't hit yourself. So um, Mrs. Bilsky, you still in the? Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull my man Josie in. He's gonna do a piece, and then we're gonna get out of here, y'all, because it's, um, man, we like hours or hour over, but we ain't gonna worry about it. Um, where is Josie? 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 Um. <laughs> you. That's a perfect introduction right there, man. I love that. <laughs> hey, um, I'm gonna just say this real quick. Yeah. I, I, Hugs to uh, need to purple on that man, cause that that I was looking in the thread myself, and that that yeah, do what you got to do to help somebody else. You know, I mean, don't be a person that's uh, don't and to the victim, to the young lady there. Please reach out to anybody that can help you, cause it's better to be helped than to be laying dead. And that's just enough. I got to. Yeah, I commend you for coming in here today, young. Um, young sister, man, uh, utilize it. Um, contact somebody in here so somebody can help you. Um, go ahead, All my right. brother. All right. So, you know, since we was talking about this, I, I had to come up with this piece and write it as I thought it out. So um, it's called A Bully in My Home. Okay. He grabbed him by his neck, and he slammed him against the wall. His punches landed on his face. It was a fit of rage, but he was only 18 on that day. You see, his pops came home, drunk, started hitting him for no reason. He took it like he had done it all before, and since he was just the only one at home at the time that he thought, he thought that he could bear the pain or even put up a fight. But when his sister, he seen his sister, who never put up a fight, get a blow to her head. This set off a rage, and the rage was beginning to grow. You see, he didn't know how it was going to go. He walked towards him again, and his dad began to beat him, black and blue, like he's done so many times before. You see, it was when he was supposed to be a man. He was supposed to be a man. He said, son, you got to be able to withstand these hands. You see, anything that came his way, but on this day, things were never going to be the same. It wasn't like any other day when he was hit while he was sleeping. You see, a blow to his stomach woke him up, and it was 3 in the morning. It was like it was his regular daily routine. He came home drunk as hell. Every time he would come home from a party, he would look for a reason to beat him. And on this day, he didn't find a reason at all, so he just beat him, beat him. And he didn't need a reason. But this night was not going to be the same, as his rage had a death wish on his name. You see, the moment he laid his first punch, the young man said, I will never be touched like that again. He grew up in the household of a full of abuse. It was nothing to go to school with bruised ribs or busted mouth. He would beat him. And his mom, you would think she would be there to help, but she would mentally abuse him. He would even get cut with knives. 
He would get beaten with sticks. They even used a garden hose to beat him. To even make it even more, they would tell him that he was worthless, stupid, dumb, ignorant, verbal abuse. Yeah, on this day, he just said, I couldn't take it no more. He put his foot down and he said, you know what? You're not going to hit me no more. He grabbed him by the neck. He slammed him against the wall. His punches landed on his face. And it was all done in a fit of rage that he finally said, I had to engage with this bully from within my own family. You see, he was 18 on that day. He was 18 on that day, but it wasn't even his birthday. But it was a special day, of course. It was his Independence Day that he said, on this day, I say no. After that, he got beaten less. He said, for every time you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. He may turn out a little bit to be a little weird. Some will even call the youngster a little strange. And he was. But, but he knew who he was. He wasn't going to change. He wasn't going to stand for just anything because all the abuse he made that he took, it made him strong. It also made him miserable, and he did nothing wrong. You see, the freedom that he once had was just an illusion. There is no set solution. You see, he thought that there was going to be the end of it all and through it all. The physical abuse had ended, but then now the emotional scars begin to set in. We as a society need to stop, help, reach out our hands to those who can't help themselves before another casual abuse affects another person. The question I pose to you, you, and you, would you do your part to help someone who is going through some type of abuse? I know I will. Will you? Instinct. What's up, my brother? All I can say is, brother, that's 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 phenomenal. Thank just you, man. I appreciate just it. To it, you know, you can paint that picture vivid. You can just you can paint that picture, man. You can picture the kid getting getting beat or whatever it may be. And believe it or not, that's you know that's that's what's going on in a lot of families, households, communities, and everything, man. And it, it does two things: that either one of the main things that it does is it sends out a lot of bitter, violent people as they as they emerge into the community, and people try to understand right. well, where, where does such a rage come from? It comes from just what you just said, right there. You know that's where a lot of the bitterness comes from, a lot of the rage, and it just just happens to spear out, and then you got a tragic event, man. I, I love right, it, man. Right. Uh, my brother, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate the time. I appreciate this uh, this platform, man. And, and, you know, this is something that, like you said, goes on every day. And more people need to try to tune in to this show, man, because you can, even if you're not going through it, you know somebody who's been in that situation, you should be able to reach out to them and say, hey, if you know somebody who's in this situation, let them tune in to the show. You know, I mean, a few minutes can save somebody's life, man, you know, and that y'all doing some a phenomenal phenomenal job in regards to putting this platform out there for people to just 
Even if they don't have a piece, they can share their stories, and it's, it's a release. It's some weight off their shoulders. So, you know, I'm just happy I was a part to, you know, be here with you and, and, and Nina Purple. And, uh, you know, let's keep it going, man. Keep it going. Help somebody else. That's what's up, family. Angel Banks, um, you, um, I commend you on that. You put in the thread on this day. I choose to live. Thank you. And we'd like to thank you for coming in here and sharing what you um, shared with us. Sister. And, um, we, hey, make sure you contact one of these sisters. Um, so you can get whatever assistance it is that you need. Wow, man, this, man, this, 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 that's some things to think about. Um, if you're in the building, you want to give your um, final input? So what, what, brother? I was asking, you want to give your final input? Oh, yeah, I want to get my final thoughts. I was just trying to figure out what she was um, saying. Um, but then I'm enduring to Yolanda, to everybody that called in to say that, uh, Taylor, all you guys, everybody that called in, when I say you guys are amazing, you guys represent strength, hope, courage, love, man, you guys are all of that. You guys represent power because it takes one person, it takes one person to he help heal somebody. A lot of people are so ashamed because for a while, people used to try to make me, because one thing about this, especially this poetry thing, baby, this poetry thing can be cut through. People will make you feel bad about your story, make you feel bad and make you want to shut up and stop telling your story. But see, what they don't know is I'm not going to shut up. Because once I got my power back and I took total control of my life 100%, you can't shut me up. I would tell, I would do my purple piece. I don't know if people say, I wish you stopped doing that piece. Y'all just don't know. That purple piece is my testimony. That purple piece is me. That purple piece turns into a purple plate, which has been put on twice and sold out. Both times that I put it on, which is about to be purple three in February, and I know it's going to be sold out again. That purple piece is my documentary that's going to be January the 12th. My purple piece is that promo video that you see now. That's my purple piece. So I'm glad I did not listen to everybody on the poetry scene. I'm glad I did not shut up telling my story because my story is somebody else's story. And that's not even all of my story. That's just the domestic violence part that I talk about. That's not the other stuff that I've been through that can help heal somebody. You know what I mean? So, man, put sound to your pain and put a voice to your story. And you tell your story, you tell your story, you tell your story because not only is your story healing you, but it's healing others as well. So I just want to say, man, I am so glad. You know, this might sound crazy to say, but I, I, this is how I feel right now. I'm glad that I went through what I went through because I'm able to help others. I'm able to help save somebody because at the end of the day, I don't want nobody to be strangled to death like I was. You know what I mean? By the grace of God, I came back to life, and I'm able here to, you know, to talk and tell my story to people because what if I didn't come back to life? What if I wasn't here? Then I wouldn't be here to, to meet all these amazing people that I have met over the years. And Dub sees from the bottom of my heart, man, you are one of the 
most gentle giants. You're most one of the most gentle souls that I have met in a long time. And I knew what he was doing. People can say what they want to say about my brother, but at the end of the day, the man is a freaking genius. Like he puts people together. He put us together for a reason because he knew that me and you was going to save lives. He knew that me and you was going to do something powerful with this show. You came to me with this show as an idea, brother. You did. And we was able to put this together, and we've been off and running ever since. And I'm not going to stop. We're not going to stop. We were supposed to do this yesterday. We couldn't do this yesterday. We, we knew it had to be done. We cannot go through this month without getting this show done. And I just want to say thank you so much, brother, because at the end of the day, I feel like you are like my real biological brother and I in real life, and I just love you so freaking much. And thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me, brother. Thank you so much. I love you guys. That's what's up, sis. Well, it's reciprocated. And, yeah, that brother know what he be doing, man. <laughs> he know he know what he do. He, he try to do everything on the down low. Like, we don't know what he's up to, but we got him paid. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say um, thank you to everybody that tuned in, everybody that called in, and all of the viewers that popped in. And, again, to the young lady, um, Angel Bank, um, I commend you for um, coming in and speaking, and um, your cho- it's your choice to live. Cause, you know, it's not it's not your fault of what's going on. You know, but it's your decision to, um, to live, or you know how they say you either live or die, and you say you you want to live. So just to reach out and you know accept the help that's um, being put in front of you, and whatever it is can be done. You know, just reach out, and let somebody know. Um, man, this kind of deal. I just I don't know. I just want to commend the brothers as well for coming in because a lot of time the fellas, fellas sit in the cut and listen to everything. Man, well, ain't no, you know, ain't nobody, you know, fellas called in and they shed light on situations. So I tip my hat to you fellas too. Yolanda Carter, um, Nina Hall, um, say that. All you sisters, man, you, y'all stories are very powerful and, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. When I, I can sit and say that I've I've been a fuck up on one end, I've been a victim on the other end, and I get to sit and actually help somebody else that's dealing with one of the situations. I would really like to. I mean, I'm not I'm not totally fixed, and I'm not gonna say I'm perfect, but I would really like to talk to some of the guys that actually actually got so much aggression that they abused. I would like to sit down and talk to some of them guys. So, I mean, if any anybody that's that's watching or viewing or listening in. And you got those kind of issues, man. Hit me in my inbox. I don't have all of the answers, but it's a start. It's a start because I know, I know I'm not perfect, but I feel that I've come a, I've come a long damn way, a long way. Um, so just um, we gotta we gotta keep each other held accountable. Um, for our actions, everybody. So um, once again, I like to thank everybody for tuning in on Facebook Live. I like to thank everybody for tuning in. On Poet Radio, you have been in tune to the four-time National Award-winning POET Radio. This has been another segment of Let's Talk About It, Domestic Violence and Bullying. I said, I'm going to get on. We're going to go and swing off of here because I got to start getting ready for tonight. And I got some things to do around the house. So, man, um, everybody, y'all have a blessed one. Um, Stay prayed up. Make sure y'all get and stay in contact with each other. And once again, Sister Angel um, Banks. Um, contact one of these sisters 
so they can um, give you the assistance you need. 